Hi, my name is Brooke Aguirre. I'm from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Via's podcast. Hola amigos de Pacho Villas Army, el sargento here ready for another episode of Villas Podcast. Um, we have, of course, a coronel with me, like always, by my side. Um, he's, you know, kind of full with all the candy from trick-or-treating. Uh, coronel, you still have your costume on, so you might want to take off that mask. Yeah, I know, man. No, no, you know what it is. It's not the mask, bro. It's, I'm hungover, bro. I really, really hung, I'm really hungover. I'm not really, like, full of the candy. I'm more full of the beer and the tequila I had last night. Um, my voice is gone. I was hosting the party for the kids, so... It was a lot of fun, but I'm super tired, but I'm super excited today, too, because we've got a special guest that uh, we really, really want to dive right into this. Um, yeah. And let's just let's go ahead and just introduce it. Get and I, and I'm actually glad, first of all, Conan, that uh, the podcast is not like, you know, just visual. There's no like, you know, you, you know, do have to smell, you know, all the stuff that happened after, <laughs> you know, all the festering of the smell of alcohol and, and regret. Ooh. Right. I mean, we're good. So uh, besides that, we also have another uh, co-host here today, um, Ivan. Um, unfortunately, he's still celebrating the Dodger win for some reason. I don't know why it's a big. I mean, come on, it's over. It's, a, I mean, it's, it's not right. He's I think he got arrested, street. bro. He's probably he arrested. arrested. Yeah, probably. he was put, doing some kind of rioting or something, right? I don't know what he was doing. Uh, so we have a relief, a relief uh, pitcher here, relief uh, co-host, and this is Amy, Amy from Foodmex Nation. She's been kind enough to come and join us. You remember her from our earlier episodes. Um, so just give a warm welcome first to Amy from Food Mix Nation. Amy, how's it going? Hey, Zar. Hey, Coronel. Um, lucky for you guys, I don't care. Well, not that I don't care. I just have very little feelings for Dodger baseball. So I will not be celebrating the World Series. That's why I was available. But thank you guys so much for having me on. <laughs> you're, you're probably the, the one of like five fans that wasn't arrested or wasn't out in the streets with the World Series, right? <laughs> yes, that was me. Awesome. I knew it. Amy's always reliable. I was like, Amy, can you help out? She's like, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I don't know what this Dodger <laughs> stuff big deal is. I don't know. But um, all right, Gornel, now you can introduce our guests. Go. Yes, go our, 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 our special guest today is Brooke Aguirre, yes. Brooklyn. you also known as Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Brooke, Brooklyn. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome, Hi, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, we were uh, talking about earlier. I was like, when they had a little trouble, I'm like, so I'm like, dude, is it Brooke, Brooklyn? What's going on here? Is she from Brooklyn? I'm confused What's with the name. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just a Mexican American girl from Southern California named Brooke. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but Brooklyn I did live in Brooklyn at one point in time. But uh, no, I'm from I'm from California. Awesome. What part of California? Well, actually, I was born in Bakersfield. If you're familiar with Bakersfield, Central Valley, but I wasn't raised in Bakersfield. I was raised in this until I was six years old in this little farm town, blink and you miss it, called Wasco. So um, it's about 20 miles north of Bakersfield. So it's a little mm-hmm. farm town. It's where we come from. Uh, it's where my grandparents came when they uh, moved here in like the 20s. So yeah, that's it. And then my mom remarried and then brought us to uh, to LA, which is where I'm at now. All right. All right. LA girl, right. Southern Cali girl. Yeah, that's why it goes right. You know, tell us a little about yourself. So we kind of know a little bit of your origin there. Yeah. So, um, you know, we always like to know more about our guests first, you know, so you kind of already give us a little bio, but tell us something else more about you. Tell us about your 
you know, your journey uh, up to this point, whether it's your career or anything like that you'd like to share with our with our fans? Yeah, yeah. Well, career-wise, um, I definitely went a more non-traditional path. So I transferred into university when I was 28 years old. Um, I tried my luck at UT and Columbia University. Didn't think I was going to get into either one. Got into both. Wow. Moved to New York. I chose I chose the Ivy League. I didn't graduate from there, but I did go there for two years. Um, and I'm so glad I did because while I was there, I had the opportunity to be an intern, the first female um, intern in operations for Soccer United Marketing. Um, I initially went in to be a community relations intern because that's what I where my heart still lies, you know, giving back to the community and, you know, working with charities and things like that. But the woman that I was supposed to interview with didn't have time to see me. It was crushed. So sad. So a guy came out. I don't think he's there anymore. His name is Luis Rodriguez. I think he's with IMG now. But anywho, he came out and was like, well, we have a spot in operations with the Mexican national team. Like, if you want, it's yours. And I'm like, what's operations? Like, uh, okay. I'm like, by the way, my Spanish isn't very good. And he's like, they all speak English, so you're fine. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, sure, sign me up. So from there, it just kind of, it really kicked off. I went on tour, um, you know, doing schoolwork on the road. Um, and that's that's sort of what kicked everything off. I had no idea what I was doing, um, <laughs> but it, it turned into something great. So it just kind of snowballed and my network grew. So I did that for a few years with the Mexican national team. I worked at Beats by Dre in sports marketing I moved on to Relevant Sports, which is uh, still an agency in New York City. I lived in New York and I went twice across the country. But uh, at Relevant, I worked with Real Madrid, uh, Manchester United, just touring with these big, huge teams, doing all of the logistics and all of the behind the scenes stuff that nobody really thinks about when you go to a match. Like the children that walk out with the players, you know, like I had to feed them. I had to make sure that they were all accounted for and meet their parents <laughs> at the end of the game and they cry and um, that was just one one part of it. And then um, that job ended. I came back to L.A., uh, freelanced for a while. And most recently, I was an event manager at NBC Universal. And I thought, like, cool, I found I hit my stride. Like, I'm chilling. Like, I'm in L.A. I work for a really cool network. And then COVID came. Mm. So, um, you know, I'm currently for hire, but everything happens for a reason. So I'm using this as a way to pivot back. I want to be where my heart is. I want to work back in soccer in what capacity or what team. I don't know, but um, I'm hopeful that'll kind of come full circle after this pandemic. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think the, the, the one thing that you're, when you're passionate about something, you just want to do it. So obviously soccer, and I'd like to get a little bit more background about, about soccer yeah. for you, but I mean, that's kind of what Amy does. Amy does that right now. I mean, she's been diehard soccer since she was little, right, Amy? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's this is what you do. This is what you yeah. love, right? Yeah, Brooklyn. Going back to that, so did you did you start with some like when some became some, or how, like how long after were you part of it? And what was that like to be at like the beginnings of if you were um, just like that that just like yeah that organization that new foundation yeah. of how they were going to go with the national team. Yeah, it was. Um, I like to think of it. It was still in startup mode. So the year was. It was the fall of 2009, um, so it was still very much a startup. I haven't been in the office, in that office, since that time, so I think it's a little bit different now. But when I was a part of some, it was the wild, wild west. So my uh, boss, I don't know if maybe you've met him. His name is Paul Mendez. He's from San Diego. He's this big guy with blue eyes, and he was the consultant for the team. So um, that was my boss. 
and but he was a consultant through some. So everything was kind of all over the place, um, but in the best way possible because there weren't like a lot of rules. You know, like when we traveled, like we stayed in cool hotels and um, there weren't a whole lot of rules, but you kind of had to set your own boundaries in that respect. But um, it, it was a lot of fun. It was cool. I think now it's a lot more buttoned up because they had to, you know. Um, but at the time that I was there, I'm, I'm very fortunate that it was kind of like, okay, we're just kind of winging it, you know. I'm picturing like, you know, any startup, right? So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, wow, 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 West, everybody's just enjoying a good time, kind of figuring yeah. things out as you go. No, um, I also mentioned no, like corporate, you know, rigor. Mm-hmm. It was just like, hey, you want to do this? Sure, let's go, right? Exactly. We don't have to check with HR. We don't have to do all this. You know, this uh, was it the red this tape um, that exactly. we see a lot, right? So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know any other huge sports, you know, uh, conglomerate or whatever that would just come in and be like, "Hey, do you want this job?" Like, cool, it's yours. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. you couldn't see the girl for a community relations, but here you go. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. But I love how you responded though when you said, "Do you want to do this for the you know the the the, the national soccer team or the uh-huh. you know Mexico?" Anyway. Instead of going, what's this about? You went, what's operations? You know, you just go like, oh, hell yeah. I know all about yeah. the soccer team, but what's totally. this operations thing? Like, I want to know, you know? Yeah, I had no idea because I, you know, as you go on in your career, operations means a lot of different things in different companies. You know, like sometimes it's like logistical stuff that you don't really know, but operations within a soccer team, it's sort of like you're the team administrator. You have a mm-hmm. small team. It was myself and two other guys. Um I mean, we would buy the shampoo and the soap at Target and put it in the locker room. Like it got that minute or mm-hmm. um, making sure that there was ice in the locker rooms, um, all kinds of little things like that, that you, no one really thinks of. But yeah. there is someone who has a job. Wow. Is- <laughs> kind of like a, well, like a hospitality, like a, what do they call those concierge or whatever? No, is that the yeah, right yeah. word? Concierge, yeah. event planners. Um, yeah. There's so much, I guess so many different titles, but it's like, yeah. It sounds like you did it all, though, right? Like you were yeah. just like from from taking care of the kids that walk and making sure they weren't crying. Yeah. Even though none of them peed their pants, so you have to take them to the bathroom or something. Yeah, I'm sure that happened a few times. Yeah, because they were little. I mean, even the sometimes the uniforms wouldn't fit, and you know you have to explain it to a parent, like, hey, like they're just too little to be on a field, and the things don't fit, and parents would be like, I don't care, like my kid is what. Okay, cool. Like, no wonder because I do see the kids walking out there with these big old like yeah. So I'm like, what the heck? Like, it's, yeah. I mean, it's good, right? It's all cool. It's all yeah. Cool. I mean, it, it every, anything that could go wrong always went yeah. wrong. You know, oh. like it was 100, 100. And the days are super long. Like on a match day, especially for uh, the national team, we would arrive at the stadium at 11:30 um, or 12, mm-hmm. and we're there until. 11:30 or 12 at night, you know. So those are super, super long days, and you just uh, kind of roll with the punches on on things like that. I think are what you? you're giving us is that perspective of what goes on behind, you know, these mm-hmm. big events. Because as a fan, you know, we we see the the show, right? We're there yeah. to be entertained, and, and, and everything runs smooth. Um, if something goes wrong, we probably don't know about it unless it's mm-hmm. like a major thing, right? But right, right. I imagine on your end, there's so many things that have gone wrong to get to that point, and I'm, you just have to adapt and. I mean, just thinking about kids in general. I mean, Amy yeah. is a parent. I'm a parent. Uh, Gordon mm-hmm. is a grandparent, great grandparent. Gordon and, and, <laughs> and uh, we have to, you know, with dealing with kids is not easy. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. that just that seems like a lot of work. So no, I'm like, yeah, and that was just what, I mean, one little pinpoint in it. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it was a lot. 
I mean, we okay. get to the stadium as journalists like three hours before mm-hmm. game day, so I can only imagine. And Brooklyn, for you, um, like you said, you guys were kind of in that whole like you know no holds bar kind of era of some. Mm-hmm. Now looking at it, even if at at as an outsider, I guess since you're you no longer work for the organization, mm-hmm. has the fan base grown more, or was it even pretty big once uh, once the national team started coming for uh, for games here in the U.S. It was always huge. Um, it might be larger now, just maybe because maybe more people are paying attention to soccer. Um, but every game, every match was sold out. Mexico sells out stadiums. They're like a huge money-making machine. So there was never, ever a match that had empty seats, ever. Like, it was just wild. And as somebody, personally speaking, because I do cater to covering it from an English language format, mm-hmm. um, how much of that has gr- have you seen grow? Um, like how, like how? I guess the question is, how little English language coverage was there when you first started over with them? I don't think there was any really. Maybe just highlights. Um, so our partners, I believe, were Fox Sports. I think at the time, um, unless they were playing in a in a you know, a tournament like Gold Cup or something, then it would get the coverage. But if it was just a friendly of Mexico, I don't, I don't think they were ever broadcast or talked about or, uh, I mean, why, why would they be, you know, like mm-hmm. just because it wasn't the U S team. Um, but yeah, it, now it's, it's great. And I love the crossover of Spanglish and people, you know, are really embracing, which you should, it should have been like that, you know, all along, but I guess it's sort of a, a learning curve and to see like, oh, people actually really like the Mexican national team, but you're like a fourth generation Mexican. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, like there, there is no other team in the world like the Mexican national team. I mean, Absolutely. you guys saw the coverage of Russia, you know, yeah. they're singing Cielito Lindo in the streets, you know, like, yeah. probably in Russia and, you know, it's crazy. Absolutely. We have that kind of impact. Absolutely. Plus, I think I think times have changed, obviously, when you first started with Zoom and now we've mm-hmm. got all this social media. There's so much more yeah. access to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's a snap of your fingers, just a, a, the click of the keyboard. And, and right away, just the other night, I was watching boxing highlights of uh, of like Oscar De La Hoya, uh, mm-hmm. Triple G. You know, it's just like you can go back and watch all those old fights. And yep. that's cool. And, same, and so like now with social media, I mean, we're talking about soccer here. There we have there's other podcasts talking analyzing the game, analyzing mm-hmm. the teams, uh, and you got pictures, you got these great pictures, great videos, and people just there's so much more access. When I was younger, we didn't have that. We did not have that at all. So Yeah. Uh, I mean definitely. I wish there was social well, there was in two thousand nine, but it was still so fresh, you know, mm-hmm. not everybody used it. I wish I would have had an Instagram then because I would well, you know, like <laughs> professionally probably not the best idea, but you know, like <laughs> just all these pictures. I have a laptop. I it's completely dead and I have so many photos on there just of memories and things I wish I would have you know had some place to store them and um it's, but yeah it's funny you think about like you know you just said that about the laptop there's people that probably have a closet remember back then you used to have like actual photos you had to go and oh know, yeah go and, and get them um you know 24 hour 24 hour reveals or whatever yep. but now people have high laptops in their closet of like oh that's, that's, here's the album and this laptop of all my pictures yeah yeah yeah. you know it's like we're, we're, how things have changed it's insane uh-huh. Dude, yeah. i used to i used to hate those because you would take the picture and then you're like oh this is gonna be a great picture and you go and you get it developed Worry. And I know, it's Jack, like, oh, yeah. oh my god! It's like at least now you can actually just oh nope, nope, scroll, scroll, nope, delete it, right? delete it. And they're all, they're all photoshopped now and filtered. Oh yeah. But what 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 do they what do they? I bet you Brooklyn does this. I bet you you do this. Yeah. You take a picture and you're like, let me see, let me see. Okay, post it. No, 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 don't, don't. Take another yeah, one. 
okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yesterday, Halloween, I was with my mom and my brother, and yeah, same thing. My brother's like, okay, no, like, just put the camera on timer and take your own pictures. Like, no. <laughs> he was done. Right. He was done. <laughs> But, you know, going back to the events and stuff, you said it's really changed over time. Um, I wonder if you've, if you've seen, you know, I, actually, I want to talk about this right now. Actually, what what are some memorable moments that were just like, this is something I'm never going to forget. Like, this is definitely one of the craziest days or just something that stands out to you that you just can't, you know, it's one of those stories you always tell people that this is just something that I can't believe happened. Yeah. Straight away, uh, Gold Cup 2011 uh, was Mexico. They played the U.S. That's a great game in my opinion um i was responsible for sourcing the trophy girls you know just part of the job like okay cool so i found some pretty girls and great one of them didn't show up i even had to go buy their dresses so i had to go to like i don't even know where i went some like cheap store and just bought some tight black dresses and one of them didn't show up so my boss paul mendez i, I was so scared to tell him because he's an intimidating man but very kind but um like you know paul like a girl didn't show up like I, I don't know what to do we're short a person and he looks at me dead in the eye and he's like well you better hope that dress fits you and I was like what what you say? Uh, he's like yeah he's like yeah he's like uh you're gonna have to fill in I'm like wait a minute I'm five foot three I'm not a model like I'm not I don't know how to do this so um I did yeah all hot and sweaty like from the day from running around the stadium put on this black dress I mean, it's still on YouTube. It's all over the place, but um. Is it this mm. one right here? <laughs> Is it this one? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a natural blonde, by the way, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Like, I had to like, and I'm still friends with those other guys too. They work for Conca uh, Cap, and they they live in Miami. Um, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like. Paul told me to do it, so I had to. I'm just trying to figure out what is going through your mind in that photo. You're probably going, yeah, this is great. Like, I don't even know why. This is, this is... <laughs> I, I forgot to put deodorant on or something. <laughs> what, so, what, so, so what was this? What happened? Is this like a trophy presentation? How did it? What, yeah, was, so, what, were, what were you supposed to do? Just stand there? and Stand there oh, and look cute. I think we handed out the medals to the, to the losing team to the U.S. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So we had to do that. That's we had right. to just yeah, stand up there and just look cute. I mean, I was so tired. I, I had been running around all day. I was sunburned and just like, oh my god. And I, when I look back on it, I'm like, man, it, that would never happen again. Like, who does that? I'm like, well, I do. Was it, if it was uh, the end of the world to have one less trophy, like that girl? I mean, yes. It, at the time, I guess it would have been the end of the world. And I was like, all right, cool. So I had to do that. That's when you changed were- though, right? Don't they? Don't they have like now, like just like employees do it, or just like people part of like CONCACAF organization do it? Or I feel like I haven't seen that anymore, like as part of a closing ceremony. I think uh, another way things have evolved. I mean, let's be honest, like how sexist is that? You know, like is handing out trophies. Um, Yeah, so I think it's kind of evolved past that, which is, I guess, a good thing. You know, but um, at the time, it was it was pretty funny. Well, I guarantee you, because I was at the Rose Bowl, right? So I uh-huh. guarantee you that was uh, Amy was probably in the crowd watching that game. That's the one that Geo scored, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yep. ran around. Yeah. Out. No, I had just. I was no, I was at home that game. I had just graduated high school, so I was at home watching that game. I remember oh, high school. That was Dang. a big game, man. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was at a bar. I wasn't there either, man. I was at a bar, just freaking. I mean, that was just one of those goals that you just can't forget, you know? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's iconic, actually. Um, and then a, a few years later was uh, 
the CONCACAF Cup. I think when was that? 2016 or 15? Same. 15. Yeah. Yeah. It Late was 15. To, to determine Confederations Cup or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it was it was kind of like a, a a thing. But uh, I worked that game as well, and I uh, legit had heat stroke the next day. I woke up and I'm like, why do I feel so like hungover? I'm like, I didn't drink. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, I was on the field and um, that was a wild game too, you know, and like one of the, mm-hmm. one of my counterparts, she's still at uh, MLS, her name is Johanna Rojas and total cool chick. Like she does like all the PR and, and things like that. But um, it was us just kind of walking around and every time there's a goal, you know, like if you've been to a Mexico game, beer, you know, beer goes up in the stands and they throw it on you. So we were just soaked in beer and like we would oh. run into the tunnel to be like, no, don't get my hair. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know that we're, some... go ahead, go ahead. No, just, no, just because there's so many moving parts. So I'm assuming, for example, mm-hmm. like now it's a little bit more structured right now. They, they've, like you said, they've kind of yes. worked out the kinks and let's mm-hmm. not do this. Let's do this. Cause even after the games and Amy knows, cause she's obviously been on the field, mm-hmm. you know, they, they bring the backdrop, you know, like the portable yep. backdrop and they do the interviews and, and, mm-hmm. and are you part of that as well? Like to kind of organize Okay, at, after the game, this television is going to do the interviews, and you move the stuff to the background, and you're like trying to keep people out of the out of the shot. I mean, is yeah. that is that that's pretty much? I mean, yeah, one of the small pieces you do, right? Yeah, I mean, being like a security, also checking people's credentials, making sure that they have the proper credentials to be on the field. Um, you know, policing the tunnel that was never fun, but um, it was part of the job. But yeah, so my job would work hand in hand with the PR people and the, the media people on our team to make sure that people were in the right place at the right time. So again, it goes down to like the timing of things and um, you know, every game has a script obviously, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, the introductions and kickoff and two minute warnings and things like that. So um, it kind of all came into play. Like if there was a trophy presentation, we would have to make sure that people were in their places at the right time and that they go because time mm-hmm. is money. So if things go over, you, you, get fined and there's all kinds wow. of yeah rules very, very for TV serious. and things. Yeah. 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 yeah, for for the times that um Coronel or Zarge, I don't know if you guys have been part of it. You know, Sarah obviously a great friend to all of us. Um, you know, for like Wells Fargo like meet and greets or like when you're gonna oh, go yeah. and see the players in the in the like before the game for the trainings it's like a 10 minute window but it's so insane because mm-hmm. we sometimes do like behind the scenes stuff for that at footmax nation it's so insane of like how much prep goes into just like those 10 minutes that the fans mm-hmm. get to go watch the mm-hmm. team warm up before the game because like all of the prep and then they're there and like you're as a as a journalist you're like catching them reacting to you know being able to the players and then from one moment to the next Sarah's like okay come on we got to go and then it's like mm-hmm. oh okay like it's pretty yeah. insane but you guys have prep all of that you know getting them there um which sponsors get to stand in which section of that side of the field like it's a lot of work yeah it really is and then you know when you do have these vips or people who win these contests you also have to just make sure that the experience is an amazing experience because Mm. for a lot of people it's a once in a lifetime opportunity so it's also up to us to you know provide that level of service you know to make sure everybody has what they need and they're happy and they get to have the best experience possible um, which is also what I really like too. I think, um, I really, really enjoyed seeing people's faces, you know, like when they get to meet these players. Cause for me at the time, like seeing Chicharito, like whatever, you know, like, cause it's just, you're immune to it. You know, it's like, he's yeah. just like a dude, like a regular guy or, um, yeah. Or who else? Like Cristiano Ronaldo, like, no, I mean, he's I not, Cristiano's not just a regular guy though. He's, that's he's the God. 
I mean, but when you work with them, it's just like, okay, whatever, you know, but like when you, especially the little kids, you know, I would get so much joy from that. Like they would look at them like, oh my God, you know, and I would have to tell them like, it's okay. Like you can interact with them. They're not going to hurt you. And then sometimes they would shake their hand or um, do things like that, which is really, really nice. It seems like it's so rewarding. I mean, but basically, yeah. so here's a couple of things that I'm hearing, right? It's like, it's work. So a lot of people that, that kind of see from the back end going, oh, that, you know, that's just such an easy job. I can do that. I can jump in. But what you're telling me, it's not, right? It's, it's, no. it's a nonstop, costly being on the schedule, mm-hmm. keeping people in check, making sure yep. people are safe. Uh, but it's also rewarding. A lot of it's rewarding, right? And that's probably why you yeah. really love what you did, what you do, and what we love what we do, right? Is is being exactly. in those moments and and the thing that kind of drives you uh, and motivates you to go go in, you know, for the next match or the next mm-hmm. event. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, they're long days, and you know, we're not wearing sweats and like workout gear. Like you know, the the men have to wear suits, so they're running around in their suits, and it's hot. Like mm-hmm. I always had to wear a dress and like. Um, like wedge shoes or whatever. So imagine running around, you know, like in nice shoes, a dress, yep. hot, sweaty, you're tired. Sometimes you don't eat. And if you do eat, it's like a churro or something. You're like, yeah. whatever like, you can grab pretty much. It, yeah. It, it's pretty much, it's pretty much what kind of what I go through myself. and A lot of the captains, whenever there's a game in mm-hmm. a specific city, we get there early. We have to meet and we have to meet in this case, it might even be someone like in your position, Brooke, mm-hmm. um, we're going to bring the instruments in. We're going to bring the flags in. This is where you're going to sit. That's you take exactly, us in yeah. there and then we bring it out. We go to the tailgate. We have to do this. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times we do we do have awesome tailgates, but all, all of it's work. So I'm usually working and working and this and that. And then the game starts. And, and maybe it's just I'm, – I'm, I'm going to bet this rings true for you. Maybe uh-huh. I'm wrong. Then let me know. But once the game starts, that's kind of like your breather. Like, okay, because it's yeah. like game starts – and then halftime comes in, you go again, and then mm-hmm. when, game, when game ends or right before the game ends, boom, you got to be I on it. Work again. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with me. As soon as the game starts, it's like, oh, okay, relax. I can relax for a little bit because then obviously we've had those opportunities to have the mm-hmm. meet and greets. So I need to be able to grab some fans, go meet us at gate C. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I got to be there. And then and I can't find you. Where you at? You're texting. Yeah. And you don't In the restroom? Signal. Hurry up. You don't get enough signal in the stadium, and you're like, "Oh my god!" And then you finally find it. We gotta go over here. We gotta, and then you're sitting there, and you got a, a ten minute window when you it's a meet and greet with the player, uh-huh. and then okay, thank you very much. We gotta go, and then just kind of like make sure everybody leaves and not yeah. run around the stadium and do this. It's a lot of work, and it is. It's a lot, um, but I loved it. You know, it was it was so much fun. I really miss those days. I mean, I miss any sort of sport in these times right now. You know, but um, especially working, I, I just really really miss it. So. Um, hopefully, you know, some opportunities will come up again and, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. So I'm curious, I'm curious to know. So you, again, you, you have a lot of, uh, a lot of stories, right? But um, mm-hmm. it seems like you had a lot of requests too, from either players or staff. What was oh, the most, the craziest request you got from any, any staff or player that you're just like, they want what? And you had to go and get it. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it, it ties into media. So, um, I think this was. It was Manchester United. They're the ones who caused the problem, but they were playing the, <laughs> the galaxy. Of course, whatever, whatever. And they, um, I think, I'm pretty sure. It was, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, they each team travels with media, like they have some media that travels with them or whatever. For whatever reason, they and part of my job was to make sure that the media had their box lunches, you know, waters, box lunches, and just make sure they're fed and watered. So, um, <laughs> watered, hold them down. <laughs> so. 
we're there, you know, it's, I think it was around four o'clock and my counterpart on, on Man United, her name was Mimi, said, oh, we have like 50 other media people coming in. They need to eat. And I'm like, okay, well, the food is already ordered. Like, I, there's no way, like, I can't do it. And my boss um, told me, he's like, well, figure it out. So make I called, you know, the, yeah, make it happen. I don't care how you make it happen, but you don't have the option to not make it happen, bro. So I'm like, <laughs> all right. So I make some phone calls and um, no one at the stadium can get any of these box lunches. So I had to call Wolfgang Puck downtown, which isn't far from the Rose Bowl. But mind you, I think it was a Tuesday, middle of the week, bumper to bumper traffic. And they're oh like, yeah, we, we can get you these box lunches, but someone is going to have to come and pick them up. So I'm like, well, I can't. I don't have a car here. Like, how are we going to do this? I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly that I had my intern drive down and she's from New Jersey. Like she didn't drive. You know? like, <laughs> she's she on drove, taxi. Oh, right? Yeah. Wow. So I'm pretty sure she got in the car, someone's car, drove downtown, picked those box lunches and brought them back. Um, and just by like right on time, you know, oh, no one wow. ever knew. No one knew anything like, oh, yeah. you know, but. Brooke's Brooke's like, this is totally planned. And she's like, sweating bullshit. Yeah. Like crying in the closet. Like, oh my God, what's happening? What am I doing with my life? Um, That is is crazy because, especially if anybody's been to the Rose Bowl, it's terrible down there. I mean, traffic, traffic bumpy. You're in these neighborhoods. There's nothing near, really nearby. I mean, you have to like go down and like. Even as an an LA native, like when there's games at the Rose Bowl, I'm just like, no, my mom, my dad, somebody drop me off because I am not dealing with parking coming in or parking going out. Like I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah, Yeah. you're just that is wild. That is funny. (laughs) Yeah, that is funny. Now it's funny. I had a feeling. I had a feeling it was definitely those moments. That was. I, I. even as a journalist, what Brooklyn said, I definitely get those feelings. Like now, in retrospect, or like you know, things that have happened before that were just like stress-inducing. You're like, oh, that was kind of funny, but you still yeah. remember. You still get like, you still get like the like, like, emotions. <laughs> yeah, get like uh, withdrawals, or you start to like, oh man, they're gonna. I know. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh, but it feels <laughs> good. It feels, but it feels good once you're done. It's an adrenaline rush. Adrenaline right? rush, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like adrenaline rush. Yeah, for sure. Hey Brooke, I'm gonna ask you a question about the fan side of it. So, what is the what is the craziest? Have you experienced any kind of crazy fan action, like maybe streaking on the field or or sneaking yeah. into locker rooms or anything like or hotels? I mean, is there? Oh yeah, hotels sticks out in your mind. Is yeah, there... hotels are a lot of. Sto- there's a lot of things that I probably can't even say. I'll get in trouble, but um, and that because we all stay in the same hotel, like the team and staff or whatever. So. Yeah, like there, there's some, there's some things that go on in hotels. Is, like, is, is there anything you can share with us, like of a, a, a crazy fan, something that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, well, not even with Mexico. So the craziest fans I would say are uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, they, there's a huge population of Bosnians. I think in like St. Louis. So whenever Bosnia plays, they drive or fly or whatever. Like they, they come in mass. And they're mm-hmm. crazy. So yeah, they light toilet paper on fire. Like they get real, <laughs> they get real down in the in right. the stands. Yeah, oh, and like just just like the Dodger fans when they won the World Series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of, kind of, yes. Um, but yeah, like things like that are where you're like, okay, are we all gonna light on fire? Are we all gonna <laughs> die? Like, what's happening? Um, but yeah, I mean, and then of course Mexican fans, you know, they, they occasionally they'll throw a beer on you and you're like really bro like why would you do that you know but um for the most part respectful but um yeah yeah did the you, Bosnians. 
Wow, wow. that's crazy. Did you yeah, I never thought that. Go ahead. Did you travel when Madrid made their tour here like a couple years ago, maybe what, three years ago? Yeah. So I worked that's when I was with Relevant Sports. So I worked there oh. for about a year and a half and we did two I worked with them on two tours. So in fourteen thirteen and fourteen is when I was touring um with them. So yeah, that was fun. I remember we did we did um Madrid they were coming into town. They played here in Phoenix, right? So they oh, were yeah. com- they played uh against um oh man, I don't remember who they were playing. Uh-huh. But you know, obviously we're big Madrid fans or Ronaldo mm-hmm. fans, so we I usually take the kids to the airport to go meet the players and whatnot. Oh, so yeah. So we, you know, we're heading down to the airport, and my and there are fans out there just waiting for their play, their, mm-hmm. you know, for them to fly in. A friend of mine comes in, who still remain mm-hmm. nameless, calls me because you know El Coronel has all the contacts, right? I got all the networking. <laughs> oh yeah. Rich, they're not coming in on their regular, I mean, uh, on international flights at the airport. I mean, they're coming in on the the private hangar on oh, a private charter. Yeah. So he goes, go mm-hmm. to this hangar, get out of the airport, and go to this private hangar, and this uh-huh. is what you do. She told me what to do, so. I told the kids, let's go. And they go, no, but they're coming. I go, trust me, let's go. So we went, got in uh-huh. the car, drove around, because it's at the same airport, just a little bit mm-hmm. down the park. I go, just walk in like normal, act like, you know. So we walk in this private ha- private hangar and just kind of like ooh, hanging at the waiting spot and just kind of like, you know, me and three, four kids, I think it was four of us. Uh-huh. So we're just sitting there waiting. And the, the thing that gave us away was the Real Madrid uh, kits. Right. Uh-huh. Sitting there and I was going to rent. I, I was going to rent. I knew they were going to stay at the Ritz Carlton. And I go, I'm mm-hmm. going to rent a room there. And, and that way we can have access. But I just for whatever reason, they did it. And it was pretty cheap. It really uh-huh. wasn't much. So we're, we're waiting there and we see the plane come up. And then we start to all of a sudden we see a bunch of uh, SUVs, Audi. Mm-hmm. SUVs, zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, yeah. Audi. That's a sponsor. They walked, <laughs> they walked out of there. They walked off the airplane right into the cars. So they didn't even come into the hangar. So we were this close and we saw oh, them. We're like, oh my God. And my daughter's like, Dad, we got to go to the hotel. Fine, let's go. So we all jump in the car. We take up, we, we beat them down to the hotel. Uh-huh. And, and I pull up to the front and then the guy goes, Valet? Yeah, sure. So he takes my car and we walk into the hotel. Just And at that point, Ritz Carlton knew, you know, the jig was up. So they started yeah. fans back. And we're in the lobby and then we're watching players come through and we're this close to getting, you know, we're this close to, to, to meeting the players. And uh, and we almost tried to blend in because they were having a private event, like a signing event for the mm-hmm. uh, some company out here. I don't know who it was. And and we almost kind of blended in, but we got caught by security. <laughs> and they, they, they told us, hey, like, you guys, yeah. yeah, you got to go. I'm like, wait, my car. I'm waiting for my car to from LA. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. So and then the guy's like, you don't even have a room here, you know. So the jig was up, right? <laughs> but we were this close, like this close to getting, you know. And that's when, oh well. Well, everybody was here on with that team, but um, yeah, I, I mean, we we almost did it. We almost, <laughs> but uh, we're crazy. Yeah, crazy. The, the, I mean, it shows like there, you know, again, there's so much, you know, much going on in the back end that they they they, they already know, like, okay, you got to watch out for this and certain oh, yeah. things. And go to Ned, you know, even though he tried to blend, they're like, yeah, these guys are definitely fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, there's, I can't there's think your being... kids' faces like. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's always staff like for myself too, like we would always go to the airport like an hour before they would land um, for any team that I was working with and uh, making sure everything went off, you know, without a hitch. But then, you know, there were times where, again, being in operations that they're like, OK, Brooke, like you have to pick up so and so player or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God. So like I would have to get in this big SUV. And I lived in New York at the time, so I didn't even drive all the time. So I was all nervous. <laughs> Um, so which, which is the gas and which is the brake? I know. I was like, like, oh, my God. And, and driving in cities that, like, 
I don't live in, you know, like, I don't know, like, my way around. Um, and makes me remind, remember a time I had to pick up, um, what's his name? I think I wrote it down. Masa, Masa Rodriguez. And uh, I don't even know where he's Masa. playing at now. But I had to pick him up from the airport. And um, he's a good looking dude. He's all tall, whatever. And like, I was kind of nervous. And because I was by myself. And there were two other players. There was like three of them. So we're driving. And he speaks a little English because I think he was playing in Germany at the time. So anyway, so we get to the hotel. And there's like, media out front you know per usual and I don't know what happened to me but I got like really nervous and I fully like crashed into the curb not crash crash but like enough where people were like what and then he gets out of the car and he's like kind of mad and then my boss Paul was like he doesn't care right and then Paul's like oh like Massa Brooke will take you to go get food if you're hungry you know you've been on an international flight and he's like no thanks he's like mortified I'm like Dang, how embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> you know, the media, the right away, the media, this is where Amy jumps in, right? Amy's <laughs> like, uh, the, the, the assistant to the players all went out partying and they, they got to the hotel drunk and that's why they, she hit, hit the curve. curve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's what I was going to ask, Brooklyn. Did anybody, like, record this and then it, like, not go viral, but was it on the internet at some point? <laughs> I, don't I know, right? I mean, I, I don't think so, no. And again, because social media wasn't like like it is now. This I don't even remember what year this was. It had to be like 2012, maybe maybe 2011. But um, yeah, so I'm sure there's footage of it somewhere. But um, yeah, nowadays I don't think that would have that would have slide. It would have been all over. Yeah, for sure. Right? It was just like boom into the curve. Like oh my god, mortified. I'm like wow, what a loser. Like well, learn to drive. Wow. You know, I mean, it's it's really cool that you know all you know connecting with all these players. I'm curious mm -hmm. to know what are what are your, what are your the teams that you follow? What are your clubs that you follow in, in various leagues? Do you have uh you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Real Madrid. That's my team. That's like my go-to, my number one, my dudes. Um, and I like America. Sorry. I'm <laughs> off. I'll stay. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I, uh, Man, yeah. I should I should I should have done a better screening. But I should have just been like I should do like a checklist. And I have, like, kits, you know, they're so pretty and colorful, so I like to wear them every so often. Uh, when I visit family down in Orange County too, and like people are like, I swear it, it's like wearing a red cap almost. People look at you like they want to just kill you. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, especially certain neighborhoods. I imagine they're just like, what? Oh, many yeah. guys, right? Like that's funny. Okay. What about, what about uh, so Mexico? Is Mexico your team for sure? Or between oh, yeah, when it comes sure. to Mexico, US, yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you sure? You know, are yeah. you sure? I am sure. Yes. You know, Nelfi has betrayed, so now he has to just check everything. I gotta double check everything. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Let me do my. Let me do my like, research yeah, real quick. Is there any evidence of her wearing another jersey here? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh Brooklyn, no. But they weren't playing Mexico. Like. Oh my god. No, actually, okay, so this brings up a really good point that I've always wondered. For, uh -huh. for me, absolutely not. Like, no way, no how, regardless if Mexico's not playing. But how do you guys feel, Coronel and Zarge? Like, no, 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 like, not to say, like, Brooklyn's wrong. I just always wonder that, like, your own personal preference. I just like giving people a hard time. So, like, I mean, for me, I got to give her the benefit. That maybe it was a bet. Maybe, you know, she got her, her shirt was, stained and someone said, hey, you're oh. worth this and she's like okay thank you stranger 
But oh she's kind God. of celebrating. I'm assuming she's celebrating the Mexico goal wearing that jersey. So maybe that's what happened. For, I, I, for, I think that's it. Yes. For those who follow, for those who do follow Brooke on her <laughs> on her on her social media, that jersey actually says Brooklyn across the back. Yes. So that yes. is legit, legit her, her, her jersey. <laughs> no, so, I mean, also the folks that are listening to this and not not watching the video, yeah, we, there's a there's a picture of Brooklyn celebrating at like a bar. It looks like. Yes. And she's wearing that uh, famous, uh, was it, Bomb Pop uh, jersey that she just had. <laughs> I mean, oh, this is a fashion. <laughs> it was a gift. Brooklyn, was that the game against um, Belgium? Were you there for the game against Belgium? No, I don't know what game that was for um, that we were <laughs> watching. Um, yeah. Well, that's a great picture, though. I mean, it's great. It's like a... <laughs> It's like an awesome yeah, it was cool. It was a cool moment when I saw that. I'm like, oh my god, this is so weird. Oh, you know what happened? I don't... Actually, um, I don't know what it was, but I just I just somehow shared this in my social... Oh, wrong one. Sorry. I shared this in my social media, and then I got this message that popped up. I don't know what it's all about. I don't know if you guys ever had this. So I shared this picture, and then all of a sudden I got this from my... <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys been, I've been, I, we got, I got some videos, uh, removed and they were saying the content that you're using is maybe, may not belong to you. So we're removing your videos. I've noticed mm-hmm. that a lot. They're doing that a lot. They're, they're really like your videos and, and what you're posting. I mean, even the, one of our last podcasts on YouTube, they yeah. blocked it, said yeah. that, uh, yeah, I don't even know what, I forgot. I don't yeah, even they know said what there was in a, something we're like, I don't even know. We're trying to figure out what it was but they want to give us any context either so that's kind of a have you guys experienced any of that amy i mean i know you use amy post a lot of stuff too amy have you ever had anything well if you you guys notice this giving the i'll give the insight to via's army like quote tweet everything as much as possible that's just my insight especially from europe if you're gonna share a chuki goal a tecatito goal whatever make sure you quote tweet it don't like don't i know we all do it sometimes where we share the video itself because Mm -hmm. you can grab it on twitter um but yeah they're getting really strict about that stuff so i would just recommend quote tweeting it because the last thing i want to see is more people's accounts getting blocked except in this case right now elaborate elaborate what for folks that don't know what that is what is quote tweeting Quote tweeting is when you don't retweet it or you don't just share that video because you can do that on Twitter. I'm sure anybody who's listening to this, it's like if you hold the video on Twitter, you can make it so that it's your video, so to speak. It'll still give that attribution to the original video um, person that originally placed it. Um, But like copyright infringements and all that stuff, is especially right now with whatever everything that's going on in the U.S., it's getting more you know, uh, strict and, you know, it's, they're restricting it a lot more. So just quote tweet it. That means like have the block of the original tweet and then just put your own caption at the top. Because, yeah, yeah. Copyright infringements getting real serious right now. I don't know. Wow. That's wow. Brooke, have you ever, have you uh, seen that on any of your social medias by chance? I haven't. No, I guess. Hmm. I mean, I'm not that cool, I guess, but to have that kind of attention, <laughs> no, I, I haven't. You're gonna you're gonna get one day because you also do um you do a, a YouTube video on cooking right so you're gonna have yeah. some abuelita that go hey that's my recipe fucker that's <laughs> sure. right she took yeah. it <laughs> I mean who knows right speaking of abuelitas have you seen that YouTube the the abuelita she's in like Michoacan she has like, three million followers or something oh no. send you a link I think I I think my dad so 
So my dad's been really into YouTube during this quarantine, like insanely, like he follows like gardeners and stuff. So I think I'm pretty sure I know exactly who you're talking about. He must have been watching her at some point. Yeah, I mean, she's bomb. Like, she's so good. Um, But she's like on a rancho. There's like chickens and like, like old school style, like great grandma. Is, is it just the like most amazing ranch? part of these? Is, is, the is it the rancho to cocina? Is it the uh, the Miranda to cocina? Is yes. that the one she has three point two million? Yes, and what? it's so insane because it's like, what digital equipment does she have? She's like on, she's like on a ranch, and like, she had like a whole like, production. <laughs> you can hear the animals in the background. Like wow. I think, she's got I think good audio people. Like, she's pl- she's playing off our nostalgia, <laughs> right? Of like our grandma and like our, you know, I don't know, I mean, but let me let me pull it up. I found her too. I'm like, oh, I think it's I her lifestyle. Her. Like, but I mean, the way she eats and like, dang, like. I would have a heart attack like in a day. Okay, so, see, before you post it up, now make sure we don't get blocked. <laughs> You're sharing. Go after us. She's gonna go after you. Quote tweet this, or I don't know, give the owner <laughs> their their due, so we don't, you know, we don't get blocked. I mean, that's I crazy. Know. She probably she had probably had better internet than I do. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> yeah, straight up. Oh yeah, she's goodness. awesome. I'm a that's fan. insane but i mean just the fact that I don't, I don't even know how she even got this you know she's she, she's top of the game i don't even know yep. that's amazing. she just went viral yeah she's goals well, i want i want to be that abuelita <laughs> i want to follow her she had three point some million followers yeah. that's crazy i wonder how they yeah i don't even know she's man, she's feeding her chickens well then so, yeah. all right so i have a game i want to play with brooklyn and i'm gonna check your knowledge here but this is not we're not gonna do any like trivia around players or nothing we're gonna do something a little a little oh, you know we just had halloween mm-hmm. and I imagine a lot of people you know probably decided to stay home and watch movies with their family mostly yeah. halloween movies but just movies in general uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show at least five Mexico national uh, national players for Mexico. And then I'm going to show five movie titles, five movies. And you're going to try to connect which of these players will, will match up with this movie. So try to find the connection there. Okay. Okay. So let's okay. Uh, let's get our, our players first. So these are our contestants here. Yes. And, then, and here, Brooke, Brooke, if you ever get it, if you go, hey, I need a lifeline, um, call Cornel yeah, or friend. call Amy. <laughs> Yes, they say, hey, Lifeline, Coronet, help me out, or, you know, Amy, help me out. So you got to call okay. one or the other. You can't call both. Okay. So our players, our players are going to be the following, right? We have Tecatito, we mm-hmm. have Raul Jimenez, we have mm-hmm. Chucky Lozano, uh, we have Pizarro, and, of course, we have H.H. El, 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 el Guapo. El Guapo. All right. So these are our players. Okay. So the movies that we're gonna, you're going to try to match them up with are the following. Okay. we got Face Off. The Wolf of Wall Street, The Joker, Child's Play, or The Illusionist. So mm-hmm. one of these players match up nicely with these with these players. So I'll give you a few seconds. I can't only know like one. Okay, give, <laughs> give it. A, I, I, know these, I know these already. I know. Brooklyn. I already said. <laughs> right. Hold on, Brooklyn. Um, don't, don't give up. I want you to give it a try. But then you have Lifeline, and Amy's already like she looks. She sounds confident. All right, here we go. So the first one is Wolf of Wall Street. So Wolf of Wall Street, which okay. of the five players is Wolf of Wall Street for you? So we got Tecatito, Jimenez, Lozano, Pizarro. I believe in you, Brooklyn. I got you. Okay. I got you, Brooklyn. We got you. Like the way that he looks or just like the theme? It's the, it's the title. The title gives it away. Oh, 
Oh, um, uh, Jimenez, right? That was me. Hey, oh, I get, I get the game now. Okay. There he is. Ooh, good job. Oh, nice, nice job. <laughs> nice editing on there, Z. All right, here we go. Oh, this next okay. one's gonna be horrible. So don't give me too much props. This one was hard. <laughs> All right, Tao's play. All right, from those players, Jimenez is out. We have five, uh, four more to go. Tao's play. What do you think? Chucky Lozano. Yeah, she's on the roll. Look at nice. that. That horrible one. Right <laughs> I could not. I just like just throw a face on. Maybe you should have put my face on the clown right there, bro. <laughs> I know, right? That would have been hilarious. Yeah, man. Where you at with my editing? All right. So we're, hey, we're, we're good. Right? Two for two. All right. They're, they're going to get hard. Might need, I don't know. I, I, I have faith you'll get this one, but don't forget your lifelines. Here we go. The joke. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's a refresher. Who's left? We have Tecatito, Pizarro, and Achi Achi. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Is it Amy or Cornet? Who are you going to go for? Who's going to help uh, you? Who looks more confident? Um, let's go with Coronel. All right, Coronel. Awesome. Answering the lifeline. <laughs> Hello. I am going to say Pizarro. Pizarro. Here we go. Yeah, you're right, Pizarro. He's well known for doing the the Joker smile when he scores a goal, right? Uh, oh, I didn't call. know that. Okay, all right. All, all right, right, we're down. We're up to two, Brooke. You're getting close. Here we go. All right, face, all right. Off. face off. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. Face okay. off. You have two players left. You have uh, Corona, or you have Herrera. Face off. Face off. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Herrera only because he has gotten better looking with age. Yeah, right <laughs> on. Look at that. Perfect. Look at that. Okay. All right. All right. Good job. Way to go. <laughs> he has it. All right. I'm shocked. So the last one. Pretty mm-hmm. sure you get this. Okay. Right. So I'm not even going to tell you what player is left. Now we're not going to yeah. give it to you. Remember, who's left? Tecatito. Yeah, bam. Amy, Amy right away found the connections, right? So she was just like right away. Um, I, I was, Tecatito, I was trying to figure out a good one. I was thinking, what would be one? Because he's known for just going in and out, finding these great, great opportunities that have space on like the illusionist. I think that would be a great one. Um, but let, let me ask Amy, Amy, what would you have, what movie comes to mind for Tecatito? Because I had a hard time. Do you think this is a good one or do you think uh, you have another one that might be a better suit? No, this is a good one. Uh, my favorite thing, though, is that Brooklyn said that it had a space off because he's aging well. When, <laughs> when in fact, he had I, Brooklyn, I don't know if you know this, but he actually had surgery done so that he he got like a nose job, essentially. But he, Aww, he, he said that it was because of like a health issue or something. Uh, but that's why I didn't know that. that okay. was, <laughs> he aged well. I like that. Yeah. Oh, he's aging well. Okay, he's looking good. I, I was between Beauty and the Beast for that one. I didn't know. I think face off. Was good. <laughs> That's mean. Oh my face god. Face off was good. Face off was good. You know what? Uh, I think with uh, Tegatito, I think a, a better one would probably be. You guys are too young to remember this. A movie called Sybil. Oh yeah, the with Stanley the, Field, the one with the different personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's for me. I think that's what he's got. I like, he's got all kinds of. Sometimes he wants to play with the team, and sometimes mm-hmm. he's got drama, and sometimes so he's, right. he doesn't know if he's coming I, or I going. I like this. Because I'm out, 
let's let's talk about these because these are mostly like the you know the the current generation, right? Let's talk about the older generation here. Um, you know, Vela. What what movie would you connect Vela with? Uh, I, I, something with a candle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or like um, like the X or something like like um. Uh, I got one. I got one. Um, uh, what's Amy. that one? Amy, what would you do, Amy? What would you what what with Vela? What movie would you connect with Vela? I was gonna say Saw because he plays his own games, <laughs> <laughs> and it's torture for everyone else. That's true. That's true. That's a good one. That's true. I like That's that. I, I was thinking, what's that one with uh, Julia Roberts where she like um, always uh, she's gonna get married and she disappears? Oh, Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. That's Vela. I'm thinking Runaway Bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, definitely. Good job. All right, well, before we move on, we got to do um, you know, we got to do Chicharito cuz he's definitely hot news. What do you guys think movies for Chicharito in this moment? Mm. Can I pick an episode uh, like The Red Wedding from Game of Thrones? It's oh, just I've, never, I've never seen that. Tell me, tell me, fill me in. I've never seen oh, The Game of Thrones. No, pretty- I can't tell you. I, I, I can't tell you. The episode I know yeah. of. Yeah. I can't tell what you. Happened? You have to watch it for yourself. It's one of those things you have to watch for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty intense, Amy. Yeah, the red wedding. Wow. Mm. So can we <laughs> wow. what you, Brooke, what what would you do for Chicharito? What uh I I, can't, I would have to make up my own movie because I feel like it, it's just like a big letdown, you know, like you have like a movie where there's like high expectations and then you're just like this so then it's the last season of Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the last season. Oh, yes. The season finale of uh, Game of Thrones. Like, well, yeah. can, then, can, we no. talk, can we talk about, like, Chicharito, like, what's going on with him? What is going on with him? Yeah, like, what happened? That life coach, that's I've what's going on with him. He's, that, he's got to, that life coach has got to go. Ever since that life coach got into his life. Oh, is that that one guy? The What's his name? He's always in his videos, his YouTube yeah. or his uh, Instagram. Yeah, the ball-headed yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't Ever know what's happened that. to him. Yeah. I feel like he just lacks confidence now. Like, he doesn't command anymore. Just something. I mean, maybe he just wants to be a dad? I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know what's going on yeah, with him. Just maybe distracting, right? He's distracted with other things or who knows. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot more going on. If you watch the Gordelay La Flaca, mm-hmm. the... The, the gossip, the, the Spanish version of TMZ. Like TMZ. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, you know, they talk about obviously the relationship that the life coach is having with Chicharito's wife and all kinds of stuff. There's all really, kinds of, and because he lives with Chicharito, apparently he lives with them in the same house, and I they all that. travel together and they all do these. Oh, that's these weird. Together that and weird. it's just yeah, it's just not good by any means. I said the novella Chicharito's feature, like his story, like Chicharito's story, like. uh and he's you know. such a nice guy too. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, you Brooke, you've probably met Chicharito, and I'm sure Amy, mm-hmm. you probably have too, right? Super nice guys. So yeah, normal, nice. like nice guy. Uh huh. Nice guy, man. I mean, isn't that kind of cause her? I mean, obviously, I don't know him on that kind of a level, but like, if I was related to him, if I was his mother or something, you know, like that's kind of alarming. I think a little bit. Like, who is this person, and why are you letting him live with you? Yeah. Like but, that's like it's real intimate. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if I if I remember correct, because I don't really get too much into like the whole gossip thing mm-hmm. about it, but from what I understand is he, you know, he's always had like Amy. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
like his his family's always trying to guide him and direct him, and he kind of wants to do his own thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's got life coach to kind of build his self esteem and kind of build, you know, make make sure he's confident with his decisions and whatnot. At least that's just what I get from it. Yeah. So you know, probably listening to family's advice, maybe he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. I I really don't know what's going on there, man. I just it's all bad from on my point of view. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, I guess in his, you know, not defense, but he does have big shoes to fill, you know, from his father and his grandfather. So maybe he has some sort of like um issue with it or yeah he just wants to live his own life but But, but, i mean he's he's like the top goal scorer now right i mean i think he's he's surpassed his parents his his grandfather his his dad and grandfather right Mm -hmm. i mean he's i mean he's the the the, the, you know the best the the, you know yeah he's got he's got the record i don't i don't know what else he needs to prove the one thing the one thing that we have short-term memory and that's the issue that's kind of part of the problem that us as fans as as media Mm -hmm. as people however you want to call it we we have short-term memory so we don't we forget about what he's done in the past Mm-hmm. And it's like, what have you done for me now lately? Or what have you done lately? And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of because we forgot he played in Real Madrid. He played in mm-hmm. Manchester United. He played in, uh, uh, what's the German team? Um, help help me out, Amy. Uh, Leverkusen. Leverkusen, yes. Leverkusen. And he, I mean, done t- he's done great, right? Done great. Mm-hmm. And now he's having a terrible season, right? And, and now all we of a sudden he's he a lot. He works. He's worse. So. We, we expected an amazing, like, you know, Trafico, right? An amazing rivalry with Vela yeah. and all that. And, mm-hmm. and, and he hasn't you know, played what? any of the games. There have been four yeah. Trafico yeah, he's been injured, I think. Not a single one. Yeah. Is it, it because it, he's been injured, right? Or is it, yeah? Injured? I, yeah, it's been injuries. I think the. I think the interesting part with Chicharito is like we're all kind of saying collectively, right? There is an emotional aspect to him that as a player has followed him the entire way, whether you respected him or didn't respect him. You always said he was he was very humane in his approach to the game Mm -hmm. and the way that Mm -hmm. he, you know, he handled himself mentally. I think right now, though, what you're seeing is just, um, you know, I, I kind of exaggerate, but it is a mess because while we had high expectations for him, the foundation of the team just isn't there. So he kind of came into this mess. And then they're not, you know, there was rumors, uh, same thing like you, Coronel, you know, the, you, there's no real foundation to these rumors, but there was, you know, supposedly hearsay that Skeloto now <laughs> departed, didn't really want him there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you fit a player that's not wanted into the system? And as somebody who's so emotional, how do you feel about not w- being wanted on the team? Um, and now he's like posting on social that he's going to be better, that mm-hmm. kind of coincides with this coach leaving. So, um I personally, at this point, he has a huge price tag on him. You know, they can't get rid of him. So take this year as what it was, a failure and just a mess, and recollect and get yourself together for for next season because that's all you can really do or else you're going to go out to be, dare I say it, one of the biggest busts in MLS history, I think. Mm Which is it's just tough to I mean if you look back, that's kinda of hard you know, it's a hard hard to hard to be get that, you know, be that title, right? Be known yeah. for that. It's but let me sad. let me ask you this. So with the age of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's it, you don't want to blame COVID, but it's not a regular season, right? It's not like a regular MLS season, so it's kinda of weird. But on the same token, the Lakers had just won the championship, the Dodgers just won the championship, shortened season, bubble, they all made the restrictions, but I, I kinda of, I, I kind of don't – I don't really follow a lot of MLS. I do follow the Mexican players, right, obviously. Mm-hmm. But to me, I just don't feel like that, that the MLS season is, is like a regular season. You know, just so different, right? It does Injuries, feel, it does feel different. COVID, yeah. it, it just feels different. So it doesn't have that same – so that this 
the this season's a failure. I don't, you know, I, w- I don't know. So I mean, basically, yeah, I, I think I, what you're saying, Conan, is like maybe just kind of, you know, we'll see what happens next year, and hopefully, hopefully, fans will be, for, you know, we'll forgive him a little bit and cut him yeah. some grace until next year. Oh, and if he, you know, hopefully, we get that Dafico that we all been wanting because I know, you know, a lot of fans were looking forward to that and mm-hmm. disappointed. Yeah, I would kind of just go with the, you know, blame it on COVID. This year, it, it, it affects everyone differently, right? Like personally, like here in LA anyway, you know, like you, you can't do anything. So that has to weigh like pretty heavy, maybe on his mind. And cause he can't perform the way he's supposed to perform because it is just different. So I would wait until next season, you know, kind of count this whole year as a wash for a lot of people in a lot of different industries. So, um, I won't count him out yet, you know, yeah. but if by next year it's not up to par, then yeah, there's a problem. It's probably yeah. bigger than what we even think. And, well, and I didn't to, to Amy's point. I I didn't even think about that. Like Amy, you did mention. Obviously, the team is kind of in rebuilding in shambles. It's like it wasn't the ideal situation for him to walk into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we've also got some great players that I've seen that are still on the galaxy. You know, there's some, they got some great players on there. It's just not working right now. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're, you know, we're looking forward to you know hopefully a better season next year and, and a better situation for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, as, we, as we're wrapping up, Brooke, I know that we were talking about, you know, what, what goes on behind, you know, behind the scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, with COVID, you know, of course, you were you were affected with with everything as well because of the sporting, you know, the, mm-hmm. the venue is not as what it is anymore. Uh, but, you know, once all this comes back, you know, we definitely, you know, push, you know, pulling for you that you get back in there and do what you love doing. Thank what you. advice would you give, you know, up and coming young you know, um, you know, fans of Bunch of Villas Army or just in general that would like to, you know, get into the industry. Like, how would you, what would you, what advice would you give them going into this, you know, in this whole new year and once we get past this? Yeah, um, I would say networking. Networking is so important to build your, you know, your career because you never know, like on LinkedIn, like try to find people who have the job titles that you want, connect with them, shoot them a genuine, authentic note. And most of the time people will do like maybe an uh, informative interview just to give you some tips on how they got to that point. But I would say networking, just being authentic and really learning a multitude of skills is the way I foresee things going forward after this COVID is that you're going to need to be cross-functional. So using myself as an example, like just be open-minded. Like I said at the beginning, like I went in for an interview for community relations but I, I ended up in something completely 100% different, had no idea what I was doing, but it worked out and I enjoyed it. And I, and I was still able to, you know, work with the kids and kind of give back in that way. So I would say just be open-minded, just kind of broaden your skill set as, as much as you can. Um, just keep learning, you know, like if you, if you want to be in game production, I'm sure you can find things on YouTube, you know, like just try to learn the lingo and just learn as much as you can and network and just be, just be authentic and passionate. That's yeah. That's a great, great call out. It's that, it's that combination of both, right? I mean, mm-hmm. continue learning, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, learning. And I mean, nowadays there's so many outlets that you can just learn and pick things up like the yep. lingo, like you said, um, I like, I like what you said about being open as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people think that I could just walk in and get this job, right? It's like, no, you got to kind of work your way mm-hmm. and get put we call foot put your foot in the door. And like you yeah. said, right? Get get the, get a get a position in there, start developing, get to know people and eventually those opportunities will start opening up for you, right? Yeah, they uh, will. And you know, and especially when you network, also just keep in mind in sports and media, you know, everyone knows each other. 
So, um, and especially in a job like that I had, I worked in pretty much any or every stadium in the country. So and we have to work with those people. So just always just remember to, you know, be polite, be nice to people, just work really hard when you, when you do have that, because in sports and if you're a female, it's even, you know, the world is even smaller when you're, when you're in sports mm-hmm. and you're a female. So you just have to, uh, you know, mind yourself, be professional and just, uh, know that everybody talks and not in a bad way, but you know, like I can call someone and get like a, you know, like, Hey, do you know this person? Like, are they cool? Are they good or whatever? So just keep that in mind as well. Yeah, no, thank you, Brooke. I appreciate that. So, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up uh, this episode. I just want to always start out end with, you know, final thoughts, any, anything you want to, you know, say, or, you know, close out with, uh, we'll, we'll close out with Brooke. If there's any final thoughts, but Coronel, anything, anything you want to say to close up? No, I just definitely want to uh, thank Brooke. And I want to piggyback a little bit exactly what she's talking about. Uh, because a lot of us have grown. I mean, I started, me and Serge started this back in 2013 and, you know, just, just two fanboys really is what it was. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, just we started doing a lot of things that we love, you know, uh, getting people to meet players, uh, having, you know, media, talking to media. Like, you know, we've met Weasel, Tom Marshall, Amy. I mean, mm-hmm. just the list just grows and grows and grows. And Marco and Sarah. I mean, there's so many different people that we've met along the way that, you know, like, and I like to take a perfect example, like Weasel, for example. Obviously, Amy knows Weasel very well. I mean, he kind of started out at the same time we did in 2013, like me, him, and Serge, we kind of, uh, and Caesar at the time, we met up here, a game in, in, in Phoenix, and and they loved it, and they, they kind of, it was their side gig, and they just kind of kept on and kept on, and it, it's been so, I've got so much pleasure in seeing them grow, and seeing them expand and do great things in the future, and just to Brooke's point, all the all the networking, all the hard work, um, doing the right things, pushing the right buttons, and the love for it, you know, the love for it. You know, if you have a passion for it, you could definitely be successful. And, you know, like, the Amy's got a chance to go to Russia for the World Cup. I mean, like, she loves soccer and, and doing, you know, being a journalist and two things she loves, and then she got a chance to go to the World Cup. So, I mean, it's like, you look at it right now, and in three or four years, you're going you're gonna to go on and do bigger and greater things, Amy. So, you know, just exactly to Brooke's point, you know, yeah. just – keep working at it, keep working at it and networking and, and all, everything, everything you just yeah. mentioned. So I think I, what I just heard you say again, also there's patience, right? Don't mm-hmm. expect it to happen overnight. It's going to, it's going to, it's a process. Follow the, yeah. you know, you know, the process will get you there too. So Amy, any final thoughts, anything to close out? Uh, yeah. First of all, Brooklyn, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, you know, one of the things that Zarge told me when I was going to come on is, you know, I'm on one side of the, of the fence and you're definitely on the other side when it comes to the production of a, of a soccer game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely cool to hear, first of all, that Bosnia has insane fans in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they like to light toilet paper on fire. <laughs> I had and they like to light toilet paper on fire. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, definitely that networking aspect. And like you're saying, you know, as, as Latinx women in this industry, you know, it's, it, there's, there's so few of us, but there's so, you know, there's so much power in, in what can be brought together. So it's really cool to, to see, you know, you be able to give us that kind of information about like what some used to be and what it is now. Um, so definitely a, a, a cool chance to be able to speak. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Thank Thank you. You. Thanks for jumping on as well and relieving our friend Ivan to, I think we we'll have to post his bail here soon. Go to there, so. <laughs> Maybe um, we'll leave him in there. <laughs> Maybe we'll leave him in there. Brooke, um, any final thoughts, uh, anything to close out from your end? Yeah, I mean, just thank you so much for having me on. I mean, like, 
I always like to say I'm just a girl. I'm just a Mexican-American girl from Wasco, you know, like I'm nothing special. So I like to say, like, if I can do these things, um, so can you, whoever's listening. You know, if you just have a goal, just keep working at it. And I'm just my heart is bursting. I'm so thankful to even be a part of this and for even, you know, being thought of in this way, because this is stuff I haven't like talked about in a really long time, you know. So for me, it was like a walk down memory lane to be able to be like, oh, yeah, maybe I have done some cool things, because especially in this COVID time, it's like, you know, I, I, I have to remember this stuff because it's uh, hard, you know, when you're like, oh, my God, I'm just a loser. I'm unemployed, you know, like things like that. So it, it was nice to remind myself of, um, you know, past things that I've done. And I'm uh, hopeful for what's to come. Hopefully oh, back I'm, in soccer. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more than confident. I mean, you've done some great things. And I mean, it's yeah. awesome. It, 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 everything will get better. Everything definitely yeah. get better. No, we for definitely sure. I mean, I, I, I'm going to echo what Conor said as well. I mean, you definitely have. You know, you, you put in the hard work, you've made the right network, and you just have the right attitude, right? And I think that's Thank what's going to end up paying in the long run. So we're pulling for you. I'm uh, pulling you. for everybody out there as well, right, that's going yep. through through what mm-hmm. this is going on. Thank you again for spending time with us and sharing us, sharing your story with us. Um, you know, Absolutely. I think it's super important for others to hear, to let them know, mm-hmm. hey, we're not alone. We're also going through things, and, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll be all right. We'll survive. And a lot of people are looking at 2021. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? No, you don't know when this is going to change. We've mm-hmm. got to look at the positive change, flip yep. the script on this. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, you know, it's just amazing. So, again, thank you very much. This is El Sargento with El Coronel, with Amy, and, of course, with Brooke. Uh, for the next time, El Coronel signing off. Hasta la próxima, amigos. Lo grito por donde quiera, mexicano 100% no existe ni una barrera Mucho menos no separa una frontera Con papel o sin papeles yo vivo a mi manera No me importa en cualquier país Si el cielo se pone negro gris Escuchando a Gerardo Ortiz Celebrando fiestas patrias con dos Genesis And if you need a trophy girl to stand in Brooks, your girl we're past that quarter now. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. Did you not get that back then? Man, that's 2012. Man. Just in case, you never know. You know, maybe Little League might need a trophy oh presentation. Somebody. Start signing like, off already. <laughs> yeah, dude, I already ended this. I'm going to start burning toilet paper if you don't stop talking. <laughs> Speaking of that, toilet paper is starting to go away. But did you guys hear this? Here in uh, Costco's are selling out again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I think people are everybody's getting, for next week. everybody's getting ready for Tuesday. Yeah. <sighs> We forgot to tell people to vote. Uh, (laughs) Don't forget to vote.